Our lesson for today, for the Feast of Corpus Christi, from the Epistle to the Corinthians. Brethren, I myself have received from the Lord what I delivered to you, that from the Lord Jesus, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread and giving thanks, broke and said, Take and eat. This is my body, which shall be given up for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In like manner, also the cup after he had supped, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you shall eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the death of the Lord until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks the cup of the Lord unworthily will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man prove himself and let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he who eats and drinks unworthily without distinguishing the body of the Lord eats and drinks judgment to himself. Now please stand for the words of today's Holy Gospel. At that time, Jesus said to the crowds of the Jews, My flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father has sent me, and as I live because of the Father, so he who eats me, he also shall live because of me. This is the bread that has come down from heaven, not as your fathers ate the manna and died. He who eats this bread shall live forever. The words of today's Holy Gospel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Reverend Father, my dear friends, I heard a story recently, a Eucharistic story. You know, in, 19, in 1776, about the time of the American Revolution, or about the time of the French and Indian Wars, I'm not sure which, but the French militia was here in the United States, up in the Northeast, and they were um, assisting the U.S. There were many Catholics. It was a very Catholic country at that time. But not the U.S., the French were. So this French militia was guarding on the Feast of Corpus Christi the Eucharistic procession in the streets of this Protestant town in the Northeast. And the Protestants, of course, were very angry and they were protesting like, like they do today, like protesters gather to protest things. And they actually attacked the Eucharistic procession on the Feast of Corpus Christi. And the commander of the brigade, a French major, actually was killed defending with his personal body the sacred body of our Lord. He gave his life in defense 
of the Blessed Sacrament. And I heard another story. It was from when I was in the seminary. It was during the time of the Vietnam War, I think. And they were having um, a Eucharistic adoration after a Mass, and of course it was out of doors. And during this sacred event, shelling and shooting began. And in a panic, everybody left and dove into the bunkers for safety. The priest, to his horror, realized that out in the smoke and the flames was the table with the Eucharist on it, just as he had this horrifying thought. The door opens to the bunker, and this big burly MP comes in. and He says, Father, I think you need this. And he hands him the Blessed Sacrament. Two far separated but very profound demonstrations of the greatness of this blessed sacrament which we celebrate today. Now in the sixth chapter of St. John's Gospel, just before our Lord introduced his sacred body as real food, Jesus said also, most importantly given this teaching, which we heard, those who do not eat his flesh and drink his blood will be condemned. The people had eaten miraculously just recently of the miraculously multiplied loaves and fishes. And perhaps with this at this great event, must have been astounding to be there, and they thought of themselves as convinced followers of Jesus. Yet what he said to them now was so difficult that many of them left him. Many things that we hear from God are hard to hear, and this that Jesus spoke to them, unless you eat of the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life within you. The saying was too hard, but many things we heard, we hear from God are hard to hear. And yet, we persevere because we know that to obey with determination his commands leads us to life. It was a test by which some at that time were proved loyal. They stayed with our Lord. They pondered deeply this new thing that he had said. And some were disloyal. These were not yet prepared to bear the yoke nor the cost of discipleship. Those who walked away perhaps had these reasons. Either they found the message too difficult. They were not hungering for spiritual food, which the loaves and fishes that they had consumed were not. They lacked spiritual ears, or they lacked the spiritual virtues that they needed in order to hear the Lord's message. Meekness, humility, simplicity. Some are loath to consider a life dedicated to Christian principles and virtue. Instead, 
They take up lives of license and liberty. These quickly enslave them, causing far more pain and suffering, also which is devoid of hope and of the incalculable redemptive value of suffering for Christ. He lightens every burden and removes every barrier, and he promises recompense to the Christian in the next life. Take up my yoke upon you and learn from me, because I am meek and humble of heart, and you shall find rest for your souls, for my yoke is sweet and my burden is light from the Gospel of Matthew. If we learn from Christ, he will guide us and help us, and we will find rest for our souls. As a result of rejecting the Lord's revealed truth, they who do so cannot have life in them. As a result of their hard-heartedness, also, they will still look for satisfaction in the goods of the world, in the goods of the world that can never satisfy them. What Jesus said to the people at that time, he said, in order for them to learn and to better understand the nature of the bread of life, which was soon to manifest as a sacrament for the whole church. He introduced himself as the bread of life, as real meat and real drink. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. Amen, amen, I say to you, except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you shall not have life in you. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath everlasting life, and I will raise him up on the last day. It was so critical, yet so hard to hear without grace, without spiritual ears. There were some among the crowd of followers who up to that point perhaps considered themselves among Jesus' ardent, faithful, and dedicated disciples. But they broke with our Lord because what he had said to them could not be understood but with humility, simplicity, meekness, a devotion to the truth, and a hunger, the other kind of hunger. Not the hunger that Jesus satisfied when he multiplied the loaves and the fishes, but the spiritual hungering for, hunger for the teaching, the instruction, and the admonition of the Lord. They've been fed with loaves and fishes by Jesus, but he still, he wanted to test them. He wanted to bring them along further. He wanted them to know whether they were yet motivated by that other kind of hunger of which we heard, a kind of hunger that is not for the belly, but for the nourishment of the soul coming from the sacred word of God. Last week we heard the Beatitudes of our Lord. Among them, our Lord Jesus taught 
Blessed are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness and for justice, for they shall be satisfied. This hunger is a yearning for a satisfaction which this world cannot give. The world offers many good things and many bad things. That is, God made everything when he made it, and he said that it was good, and it was good. Still, with all that God had created to be good in the beginning, man with his free and independent will chose disobedience to God, giving place to evil instead. Of the millions and billions, innumerable goods and pleasures that are offered in the world, none, not one, can satisfy the human heart, the human heart forever, but they will soon vanish. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. He that eateth this bread shall live forever. But the food that came down from heaven will give us life to eternity. After Pentecost, after the infant church had begun to spread beyond Jerusalem, even those who believed the teaching, even those who consumed the Lord's sacred body for the life that it gave them, were to be warned by the Apostle Paul, by the Apostle Paul as he warns us in our lesson today. He says, you must not eat of this great sacrament unworthily, or you will similarly have no life in you. You will be condemned. The teaching of Jesus to the crowd long before this created division because many in the crowd would not accept it. He divided his followers as Jesus so divided believers and unbelievers, the Apostle Paul sternly admonishes each man to divide himself, to prove himself, and to recognize the holiness of the sacred body and the precious blood, for not doing so would bring him condemnation. Our Lord said to the multitude, I am the bread of life, without which a man who does not eat is doomed. And Paul, the apostle, said just as clearly, Clear your conscience of grave sin before you eat this bread of life, for you will likewise be condemned. Let us give thanks then, dear friends, for the sacred body of our Lord given to us so that we may enjoy life eternal, which we will celebrate with a fine procession after Mass, the sacred body and the precious blood of our Lord being carried royally as the King of the universe ought to be. And give thanks then also for the great sacrament of penance, where we do, just as the Apostle Paul says that we must, we examine ourselves 
We express our sorrow. We develop a firm purpose to amend our lives. And we receive, upon good confession of our sins, absolution, and thus prove ourselves worthy to partake of this, the bread of life, the sacred body, and the precious blood of our Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.